0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. I will say it, even though you may be listening to this before Easter, but Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Welcome to Altar Echo for this weekend of April 8th and 9th. April 9th being the Sunday of the resurrection of our Lord, Easter Sunday. I am looking so forward to seeing so many of you in church tomorrow morning. I'm recording this on Saturday now at about noon. And on this beautiful weekend, I look forward to celebrating with you the greatest hope that the gospel gives us. God's promise and truth that in Jesus Christ, everything can live again. Life can go on after death. Eternity is in our scope And it's not something that is just a dream or a pie-in-the-sky hope. It is truth. It is God's truth to us. So, welcome to Altar Echo this weekend. It is so good to be with you. And we celebrate, even if it's virtually like this, we celebrate Easter. We celebrate our Lord's resurrection after being crucified. We're going to read Matthew, the Matthew version of of the resurrection story, so this is in chapter 28, and it'll be verses 1 through 10, and I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and get your Bible out. You can pause this podcast and open to the very last chapter. It's a short chapter as well with Matthew. He just gets right to the point at the end of his gospel. Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10, here is how Matthew records the resurrection. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook. Became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, He is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Everyone, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you join me in prayer? Gracious and holy Lord Jesus, even now on this Saturday we wait. We wait in silence and in quietness. We wait in sadness after we have remembered your suffering for our sake on Good Friday and even in the garden on Maundy Thursday. Lord, right now, come to us and raise us with you just as you have promised as well. We come to this Easter weekend and day with the greatest of hope and a new depth of faith through you. Jesus Christ our crucified and risen savior. Amen. Okay, I am going to start today and I'll start tomorrow too with my all-time favorite Easter story or Easter joke and, and it goes like this. This little girl was in her Sunday school class and it was the Sunday before Easter and it was, you know, the last Sunday that they would have Sunday school before Easter. And the teacher was talking about what happened on Easter morning. And they were reciting all of the facts from the Gospels. And then the teacher said to these little kids, I think they maybe were second or third graders, something like that. The teacher said to the kids, now what do you think were Jesus' first words after he was raised from the dead? And right away, one little girl stood up and she said, I think Jesus said, (laughs) Ta-da! It's good. It's good because I think that kind of joy and spirit should be alive and well and generous around our thoughts about Jesus. Ta-da! Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow, and I'm going to only be able to describe this to you because you don't have our bulletin in front of you. If you do watch our live stream, it should be on the screen, though, or on the wall as well. But I'm going to show a picture of a fresco that is one of 15 frescoes in a church in Cappadocia, Turkey that was built in 1050, right in, the, right in the middle of the Dark Ages. And it's called the Dark Church. The church was hewn out of volcanic rock. And in the inside of this church, on the ceilings, there are 15 different frescoes painted. They're glorious of Jesus' life. And the one I'm going to show tomorrow is the one of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. This is actually the resurrection fresco. It's called Anastasis. It's Greek. Anastasis. You know what it means? Anastasis means uprising. Huh. Isn't that curious? Jesus rises up, and he. But this is about an uprising, and there's power to this. There's a there's a, a significant energy to this that's different than just you know peeps and chicks and butterflies that we think about so gently around on Easter. This is a power thing. So here's what I'm going to show the people, and I'll describe it to you. Jesus is standing in the middle of this fresco holding a, a cross that he's carrying with him like a staff, like a shepherd, and he's grasping the arm of two people who are connected to each other, and it happens to be Adam and Eve, And he is drawing them out. This is on the left side of the frame. He's drawing them out of a sepulcher, which is actually their graves, you know, their caskets. He's pulling them up out of their graves. And he is now taking them, striding forward toward the right of this frame, striding forward over as he tramples on the gatekeeper of Hades. The gatekeeper of death, the gatekeeper of darkness that is never light anymore, eternal darkness. Jesus is standing on, trampling on the gatekeeper of Hades, of hell, perhaps. That Jesus has gone there almost like we say in the Apostles' Creed. He descended to the dead or he descended to hell. And he's grasping Adam and Eve who represent all of us, every human being from the very beginning of time. And he's trampling over the gatekeeper of Hades. And in that space are the gates, the doors to Hades and they're busted apart. The hinges are off in a little pile. The chains are in their own little pile. The bolts and screws are in a little pile. And then the gate of Hades, the door, is busted in half in two kind of horizontal pieces and they're in the shape of a cross, ironically. And Jesus is striding over all of that space and into new life. It's an uprising. He has been risen up and he has gone to get everybody else in an uprising over the powers of sin and the powers of death and the powers of evil, everything that would hold us down. And he has conquered it. He's trampled on it, in fact. And in a show of more power than we can ever imagine, Jesus, risen, is raising up the rest of the world, the rest of humanity, the rest of time, the rest of creation. So now I've described that for you. And here's what I want to know. If I've just read that Gospel of Matthew where there was an earthquake and guards shook and they became like dead men and an angel came almost out of the atmosphere into time and space and created almost a sonic boom and looked like lightning. Do you remember back just a couple of days when Jesus died on the cross? And wasn't there an earthquake that day as well? And didn't the sun go dark and all of this powerful, creative force happened? And Can you remember all the way back even to the transfiguration when Jesus was on the mountaintop with Peter, James, and John? And he, it says, became like lightning. His image was like lightning. I wonder if Matthew is telling us something here. I think he is. I wonder if Matthew is telling us, you might know some very unstoppable forces in your life. There are might be very familiar feelings inside of you, even right now. All kinds of forces that seem to have power over you, that seem unstoppable, that seem like they will never end and could even have ultimate power over us. But Matthew says there's a power greater than this. And it's a power that you know. It's the power of Jesus in this world. And that With Jesus in your life and in this world, it is as though a sonic boom has happened because he is so different than anything you know, than any force out there. And he has come into this world to conquer all of those unstoppable-seeming forces with a truly unstoppable force like an earthquake. And that unstoppable force is uprising his uprising and his grasping of all of us so that we can take part in his uprising and have our own uprisings, our own resurrections as well. I think about that fresco of Jesus trampling the gatekeeper of Hades and I I think of all of the feelings of desperate powerlessness that, that we seem to have to unstoppable forces, the powers and principalities of this world who seem to be in charge, and regardless of what we need or think or feel or know, they'll do whatever they wanna do. I think of the song, The Canticle of the Turning, and that line that says, from the halls of power to the fortress tower, (laughs) <laughs> there's an unstoppable seeming force. Jesus says, not a stone will be left on stone. I think of the Magnificat where Jesus tells Mary, where God tells Mary that the mighty will fall and the, the lowly will rise up. I think of all the other power brokers and greedy grifters out there that want us to lay down to their power. I think of the massively wealthy and the political opportunists who have no conscience at all and only want to enact laws that insulate and protect themselves. Aren't there so many seeming unstoppable forces in our life that we need an answer to, that we need an opponent to, And here is Jesus. And I think Matthew is telling us this through earthquakes and lightning and shaking of people and temple curtains torn in two that God is on the loose (laughs) in this world. And that's the best news we could possibly hear. I think of all of the schemes out there that we seem powerless to. It's not powerless to God, though. In this resurrection time, in this time after Jesus' resurrection, we are the lucky recipients. We are the the most beneficial, benefited recipients of a grace from God that looks out for us wholly and gives us himself, Jesus Christ, dying to those things, trampling over those things in the darknesses of our lives that we feel most hopeless about and desperate about and grasping us by the arm and striding us through those into the light of a new day. There's a song that we're going to sing tomorrow called Beautiful Things that we've just sung recently. I'm going to sing it for us now. I'll apologize for any missed notes before I sing. But let's listen to it and then let's just reflect on a couple of things and we'll remember that this sermon is called The Power and the
1: Glory. Here's how this song goes. All this pain I wonder if I'll ever find my way I wonder if my life could really change at all You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. All this earth Could all that is lost ever be found? Could a garden come up from the ground at all? You make beautiful things, you make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things, you make beautiful things out of us all around hope is springing up from the soul ground out of chaos life is being found in you you make beautiful things you make beautiful things out of the dust you make beautiful things You make beautiful things out of us. Man,
0: as people of faith, did you hear that? This is the gospel. You make beautiful things out of the dust, out of the rubble of our lives, out of the most desperate hopelessness to what seems like unstoppable forces in the world and and around us and in our consciousness. You make beautiful things out of that dust. Didn't God breathe the breath of life into dust and create humans? Didn't God say that we are the ones in whom the Holy Spirit lives, our our bodies and lives are temples of the Holy Spirit? Didn't God show us in Christ Jesus that the uprising of Jesus' resurrection is the victory over all that he died to? Death, sin, hell, the powers of evil all of the schemes that the scheming power brokers of this world are working up, thinking that they're going to be victorious. God says no. God says, I am making beautiful things out of that dust. I will conquer those things. I will breathe new life into you as my people so that you can be partners with me in this, in working against injustices in this life in working against those things that make people powerless. Poverty, segregation, exclusivism, all those things. I'm working through you and I am making beautiful things out of you. We are partners in this uprising because Jesus has taken us by the hand, just like he did in that fresco with Adam and Eve, and is striding through and trampling over all of those things that need to be broken, all of the schemes and the sin, even our own, and the death-dealing power brokers of this world. And God is showing us that that isn't what life is about and that even we fight with him against that so that we can trample over hatred and evil and pain and oppression and all those things that hold people down. Because Jesus is drawing us out of our sepulchers and making us rise up with him and walking into the new day of the resurrection, which is every single new morning. Friends, this is the glory of God. Easter is the power of God and the glory of God. And in fact, we might even pray, Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Thine is Easter forever and ever. May we relish this day as we celebrate the gospel that Jesus gives to us as he grasps us and carries us forward into life always in him. Blessed And happy Easter to all of you, dear friends. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button And you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.